What's up, everyone? Welcome to BJJ and Brews. I'm your co-host, Noah John. Today, we have got another conversation with Paul Rodriguez. The quarantine and COVID-19 has got Paul Rodriguez in a talkative mood. So Coach Paul has uh, been kind enough to join us and have these conversations these past weekends. And this one went so long that we actually broke it up into a two-parter. So you've at least got a quadrilogy now of Paul Rodriguez episodes to listen to. But it was a great conversation, and this time, this part one that we'll focus on is going to be a diversion or divergent from what we usually talk about, because we're going to talk about hiking, we're going to talk about camping, we're going to talk about Paul Rodriguez, the alpinist, the mountaineer, and how that became a passion of his, what goes into it, and a whole bunch of stuff. So for those of you that know Coach Paul, you know that uh, on his downtime, he will like to hike certain times of the year in particular, one of his big hobbies and his big passions. And if you don't, you're going to learn a lot about it. So he goes into a lot of detail, and it's a really uh, just a cool talk about hiking, camping, like I said, climbing big mountains, what goes into it, how he plans. So, guys, I hope everyone out there is safe and doing well. We'll turn you over to this conversation. Chris and I do open it up with some uh, small talk. If you guys really just don't want to hear us and want to jump straight into the conversation with Coach Paul, you want to probably jump to around the one-minute mark. and Not the one-minute mark, rather the uh, 10-minute mark. And uh, we'll be wrapping up our conversation and bringing Paul into the fold. So, guys, like, subscribe, leave a review. BJJ and Brews, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You can shoot us an email at our Gmail as well. And now, on with the show. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, Elise, uh, LCN Space Dust IPA introduced me by the the great warrior Dave Blair. What? Uh, where's this brewery located? I have no idea. I, I I actually don't know. I just know it's good. It's like eight point two percent alcohol, and I'm pretty dehydrated right now. So, <laughs> You're doing your fasted car. <laughs> no, I, I had lunch today, so, but I am. Um, it's I'm pretty dehydrated, so it's probably not helping at all. How are you? How is your week? Your quarantine. This is week three of uh, our quarantine. Our quarantine episodes. So how how have you been? I've been good. I mean, I've been. I've finally figured out a training schedule for myself at home where I don't end up squatting and deadlifting basically every day. Because I bought myself a heavy bag and I've been doing like I've been like rotating that in between days, so it's been nice. So. So you do the the boss root workout where yeah. where, where you, you you throw a one two and then you sprawl. Like how does that work? G- give me a give me a breakdown of what a typical hands workout looks like. Uh, so I've been mixing in knees and kicks too. I just have to basically like, because I hang up my bag in my power rack. If I kick wrong, then I'm just going to eat fucking steel on my shin. But so it's like, he'll call it like a combo. He'll be like two, which is like a one, two. And he's like, you end with like a left low kick. And then he'll call like squats or sprawls or knees or, you know, so like right now I'm doing the, it's like 12 rounds of two minutes with like pushups in between rounds. So like it's been it's been a good cardio workout. It's it's a nice change up from weightlifting all day. Okay. Yeah, man. Very good. Okay, so tell tell our audience about the feedback we've gotten the last few weeks over uh, the podcast and our guests. Guests. <laughs> well, guests. Guest, right? So I've gotten really good feedback. I've had people actually personally reach out to me <laughs> and ask me for a return return guest. The uh, I was gonna say late great, but he's not dead. Um, <laughs> Paul Paul Rodriguez, our our glorious leader. He's he's been on two weeks in a row, and I've I've locked him down for three. And I figure as long as my steady supply of alcohol 
<laughs> stays consistent then and the gym is closed and the gym is closed and he's not <laughs> off wandering around a mountain somewhere then we then we got him we got him so so maybe some people want the quarantine to, to keep going so they can hear his wise words but um what what have you you guys i saw you guys doing some shoulder work the other day here yeah so this week same same thing we've been we've started our our workout schedule starts on sundays and then at that point i kind of leave the programming up to paul i don't really think about it and i just try to motivate eli who's probably the most entertaining guy to work out with because he moans about everything i mean he's you know it, the the best thing you can do to elicit a reaction is make a workout look really hard and do it in front of him so it's like if we're rotating it's like paul then me then eli and if I start acting like this is super difficult, Eli starts, oh, no, bro, don't. Don't tell me it's going to be that hard. No, don't tell me it's going to be that hard. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's what we've been doing to kind of keep occupied. So you guys, okay, so it's three guys rotating in on each other or with, with on the weights. Are you guys changing weights in between? Or is it like if Paul's getting eight reps with it and everybody else can only get three, then y'all are getting three. What, what's the... What's the rotation? How does that work? For the most part, we're, we're able to kind of keep up with each other. There's certain things that I can't, like weight-wise, I can't do. So I'll just rotate it. I'll be the last one. So that way, Eli and Paul will lift at a certain weight, and then I'll drop to what I need to do. And then they're generally going to be upping the weight anyway. So that way, we're only changing the weight once. Like what we don't want is to be like Paul goes at one weight, I go lighter, and then Eli has to go back heavier again oh, at the I same see. weight. So we just, whoever is doing it at the same weight is, works together. But for the most part, we've kind of kept it the same, and we're not doing, uh, I don't know, I don't know the science behind the program. Paul would know more about that. But to me, it's, it's we, we seem to be favoring more of the, um, let's do exercises that allow us to go lighter weights. Uh, so for example, aesthetics time has begun i hear no 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 no. but that's, but that's for no for example like if you if you're going to do dumbbell shoulder presses okay if you do a shoulder press with a dumbbell you can you use a, you can handle a certain amount of weight if you now do the same exercise but you're holding kettlebells you now have to you know as you'd like to say recruit more muscles to involve stability in order to keep keep those those kettlebell balanced, you know, because when we talk about holding the kettlebells for the audience at home, we're not talking about letting the kettlebell actually be dangling. We're, I'm actually like yeah. holding, I'm balancing the thing so it's straight up. So the butt end of it is pointed straight up in the air and I'm keeping it from oh, falling down. Oh, you guys down. are doing bottoms up? Yeah, bottoms up. Jeez. So that's, that, that's, so you're recruiting a lot to keep it balanced. Yeah. yeah. And that way you can still get uh, a shoulder exercise, but you're able to do it without uh, using such heavy weight, but you're able to recruit recruit more muscles and mm. all that good stuff. So very, again, very functional, very functional. Yeah, very functional. You would approve. Uh, yes, yes. And Pavel, <laughs> Pavel also approves. <laughs> so that's kind of what we've been doing. But um, yeah, we're just kind of. You make it? Did, are the beaches closed right now? The beaches are open to the public as long as you don't loiter. Meaning, as long as you don't lay. I mean, out. Swinging around a kettlebell isn't loitering. Are you? Are no, you, it's not. So uh, if you lay out a you lay out a towel and attempt to sunbathe or sit then the the beach police will will give you a stern warning but if, but if you lay out a beach towel and chunk a kettlebell down they're good we actually technically they made us roll the like the they made us roll our towels up are you serious no i'm, I'm dead serious 
And I was in the water at the time. Like when the beach patrol came, we had finished working out. Because when we were working out, it was evident we weren't sunbathing. You know what I mean? But in the uh, when they came by, they just said, "Hey, you're fine, but just just roll up your towels." So that's a, that's a really interesting thing, right? Because you know, like lately on the weekends, Stacy and I have been doing our our family bike ride up to Redbug Lake Park, and like today, they like roped off the. So what we had been doing is we ride our bikes and do do our thing, and then park our bikes at like a pavilion. Connor runs around, does his thing, and then like we go back and like have a snack, but like. <laughs> it's it's so absurd but like i i get it but they've actually roped off the pavilions because the tables are all structured such that at any given time regardless of where you're sitting at a table you're too close to somebody else so they've roped off all the picnic tables completely now so you can't like even sit at a picnic table at the park but they allow people to play doubles tennis on the tennis courts but they've taken the basketball hoops down so that nobody can play basketball. So, like, it's it's really interesting. Like, I wonder if there's just some, like, the czar of social distancing sitting there and, like, people are just funneling this dude scenarios of potential social distancing, you know, infractions. And he is now, like disseminating that to all the parks and rec and stuff like it's absurd it's it's getting a little i like this is you know maybe it's a little bit red state of me coming out <laughs> but like it's 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 a little dumb right like i i get it but also like at the same time like people just use common sense right like do you need to rope off pavilions just because people might sit too close to one another do you need to make people roll up their towels at the beach, but you allow them to hang out and work out with one another. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Well, I think, I, so regarding the park thing, I, I know that when it comes to workout stations at the park, those were like overloaded with people once the quarantine started. So there's a yeah. blue, blue jacket park in Baldwin park had, or still does. It has like a workout station where you have, you know, you can do pull-ups, dips all that good stuff and that place was like had i'd say eight to 16 people at a time all working out in close proximity to one another and then they finally like took the um the saran wrap and just wrapped the whole thing up apparently people were like ripping it down in the morning so it got then they had to up the intensity to what like aluminum foil instead well no they actually had people like patrolling to make sure no one was touching it Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, so I, you know, I, I, it, it's been a very, it's been very interesting. Um, the fact that we're down in Florida and we're able to go outside and we're able to, you well, know, we have, we have, everybody can kind of go outside though, right? And, I mean, like, well, not if you're in an urban, if you're in an urban place, like, I mean, I don't have to take an elevator downstairs, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. In a building that has hundreds of people in it, you know what I mean? So there's a, so there's kind of a, that thing I, I, I consider myself kind of fortunate. But so yeah. So I know Paul. The they there's talks of gyms being allowed to reopen soon. <laughs> there are talks of it. Yeah. I, um, what is? How are we going to handle jujitsu? Um. I. I yeah. I, I hope it's true. I'm pretty skeptical right now. That I caught him off guard, didn't I? <laughs> no. No. I like like no because people have asked me and I'm like I, I anyone that thinks May first is is 
in dreamland i I would suspect you know there's okay. no way we're not gonna be you know mid-may is optimistic probably june is gonna be the earliest that that i mean it's, it's a more realistic uh frame that they'll they might you can get a one of those head thermometers and swipe everybody as they come in no or? i'm just gonna like like i said I, I man at this point like um no like i said if if just for us it's just business as usual man if you if you don't feel good stay the, stay home like it's we we, we kind of ingrained this in you when you first start you know if, you, if you're sick or you know if you don't feel good you don't come in and grapple you know it's 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 a fairly simple thing and you know so so no i, I don't i don't i don't think that you know so i'm like um so yeah that, that's 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 kind of where it's at so you know and i i know i i get five messages a day asking people can I train? Can we come in and train? You know, like you know, stuff like that. So I know they're I know they're ready to get back, and the guys who are ready to get back are, are ready to come, and they're going to be ready to go. Um, for people who are a little more um, suffer from like a little more cautious, more anxiety over this whole thing, which that's nothing wrong with that either. I get it. Um, they're going to wait to come back. They're going to wait till they're, they feel a little bit more safer. And you should. I don't like, dude. Don't don't you know? If it's something, if you're going to do something that feeds to your anxiety, don't do it. You know. So absolutely. So so. But I just know there's a lot of people ready to come back and grapple and train and stuff like that. So, um, but we're gonna go as business as usual. You know, we'll 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 see what the state allows and we'll see what recommended guidelines are. And um, I'm not gonna make anybody drink bleach or any shit like that before they come back. You know. So. But I mean, it kills germs in two minutes, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely does. You know, it'll probably kill you too. But no, I'm just. No, I don't, <laughs> it's like you know. And no, I, heard, just, I heard light. <laughs> light does that. Are we gonna install new yeah, UV lights? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick a fucking UV ray up everyone's ass for they come inside. <laughs> like, and, and 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 guys, we're just kidding. You know, if you're fucking trump turd it's fine you know just, <laughs> <laughs> listen it's a joke we don't really think trump wants you to drink bleach you know like no one's like jesus christ you guys are such i mean but if you so choose you guys that's are your choice soft skin you know like don't sweat it you know it's not a big deal you know we're just fucking around we really no one really thought trump wanted anyone to drink bleach but when you make the meme it's a joke and then you get upset that we actually we should thought investigate he meant it though i mean you know poof it's gone so whatever no. we use to clean our geese is what we should do for our insides yeah well, <laughs> there we go yeah, yeah it kills but, everything yeah so no no but just like i said back back you know it just it, it'll be business as usual we'll, you know um I, I, like the normal like how how you should be you know if you feel good you know you come in and train you know and if if you ever feel sick you know like for the most part everyone respects that and honors that rule and stuff like that so i, I you people know. should yeah so they definitely should so I know you've been hiking a little bit more. Have you had to deal with these fucking giant grasshoppers? No, everywhere. <laughs> no, and if I saw a grasshopper, I wouldn't even be a big thing. In oh my god! So <laughs> I don't actually. Dave knows this. I am terrified of giant grasshoppers, and they are all over Redbug Lake Park right now. They're like this big. I'm not kidding, and they're the most fucking terrifying things on the face of the earth. So. Just for anybody out there, Chris Vu's pet peeves. Yeah, so, I mean, I, my initial reaction is like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, you need to get out more, I guess. If that's Dude, <laughs> did you like yeah. go to Bible school and they yeah. scared you about the locusts coming nah, and man, stuff? Like, so like years ago, Stace and I, when we were when we used to run a lot, um, we were we were jogging on the trails out at um, uh, that's not Swiss stuff. We were jogging on the trails out at uh, Wakiva Springs. And it was like one of those years that's like this year and they're fucking grasshoppers everywhere, right? And <laughs> there's one trail with fucking grasshoppers like leaping across the trail, like back and forth between the two fields on either side. And I literally just stopped dead in my truck. I'm, I'm not going. 
And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, let's go. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fucking running through that, man. Like there's fucking, well, those grasshoppers are going to hurt us. So you need to go on a, on a, on a camping trip. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I've never camped in my life. How many, how many bugs are you guys so, encountering on a, yeah, so on first a camping of all, you're trip? never worried about bugs. Like that's not even, what do you mean you're not worried about bugs? You're more worried about bears and you're more there worried about, no are there really bears, though? Oh, yeah. Well, not, like, where, depending on where you hike. If you go to Wakaiva, like, like first of all, like, yeah, if you go around here, I don't, I don't know if there's bears around here. I don't give, I don't hike around here. It's just like, you know, I take my dogs you for- You go for strolls in Yeah, Central I take Florida. my dogs for walks around here. That's not really hiking around here. That's like- It's that's, hiking, Paul. Like, no, I take my dogs to take shits in, in the woods around here. <laughs> that's literally, like, I don't, I don't consider those So hikes. what do you, how do you differentiate a hike from a stroll? <laughs> Uh, the gear I need, like how much I prepare for, you know, like, I guess for me, like, no, and I get it. I, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of goofing a little bit, but no, I've never actually worried about, like, I, I've been, I, I guess the most bugs I've ever disliked in my days outdoors is probably I was in Yellowstone at the beginning of summer and the ice was melting, the snow was melting and the mosquitoes were vicious. In Yellowstone? Yes. They were vicious. I mean, it's it, in California, right? It's we were in we were in Montana, in the, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. You're thinking of Yosemite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, but but and it, and it was, and like I said, I wasn't afraid of them. It was just annoying as fuck. I mean, it was really like we were getting killed by mosquitoes. I don't know if you've ever like seen a swarm of mosquitoes, but we were getting killed by them. And it was such. They're an worse than anything that we deal with here. Oh yeah, it was bad because. Oh, yeah, and they're they're big, and the snow is melting. But I wasn't afraid of them. I wasn't afraid of any bug. You know, I'm, uh, I'm more afraid of getting eaten by a grizzly or falling in a well, crevasse I mean, like or hiking, falling off a cliff. Uh, and you're doing like real like things. But dude, well, I'm kind of curious. Look at a grasshopper, dude. I think you're nuts, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 you're nuts. I'm yeah. sorry, oh you're, you're in the minority here. We're not going to give yeah, you. Yeah, grasshoppers aren't one. so bad. You no, know, they're like, fucking terrible, dude. I, I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to take a grasshopper. I'm going to put him on your. I'm going to put him on your. I will fucking choke you out. That no, grasshopper dude. is gonna climb. He's gonna crawl on oh your forearm, God, like, and it's gonna be like, look, he doesn't do anything. Dude, like, like we we go to the science center with Connor. Like, oh, do you want to hold this tarantula? I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you stupid 16 year old girl. No, I don't want to hold a tarantula. That thing is meant to kill. It's it's like evolved over it's years not, to like it's kill not, people. It's non venomous. I don't fucking care, man. Like, it's disgusting. So either way, so Paul, the other day I was hitting up Noah. Well, I had a question. Oh, oh yeah, go. So hang on. on, I had a question because it's a good topic here, um, and it's something I don't know. I'm actually curious about. So when we first met, uh, it came out kind of early that that you obviously traveled, you've hiked. Um, that's something that's a passion I also share. Uh, but I I don't really know what got you into it in the first place. What got you into hiking to the point that you're going up like I want to go up Mount Rainier, which is not a day hike where you go to a national park, you go for like a four mile loop and you come back. This is something that requires no, I think some equipment I think and stuff. Since I was young, I've always liked the outdoors. Um, I kind of got away from it a little bit, um, a little more serious. But I, I yeah, I don't know. I th I think the first time I went mountaineering, and I think that's what you're talking about. The first time I went mountaineering, I just I fell in love with it. I, like. It was the the challenge of it, the toughness of it, the roughness of it. My first few times mountaineering, the experiences were all fucking horrible. If they weren't like so, where and when did yeah, this occur? Before or after your MMA fights? Because oh, they were way after. Like you know, like I said, like like so, like I, I equate it to like it being a challenge. I equate it to being difficult. I equate it to being hard. Um, and and that's probably what draw me to it. I, it wasn't easy when I first started. My first few hikes were were I, I got brought out in brutal weather and, and stuff like that. So um, I really like the challenge of it and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I think, like, I kind of related it to, like, I, I really I do relate to jiu-jitsu more because jiu-jitsu is not really, like, 
I, I tell new guys this, but it's, it's difficult and it's a challenge. And, you know, you have to, you know, you have to go through this process of getting beat up and stuff like that. And you survive and stuff like that. And to me, mountaineering was like that when I was first starting to do it. And it's still like that to me. I still have some really big things I want to do in that. I won't call it a sport, but just that I want to do in, in that, that activity. But who brought you out? Because it's like, because you used an interesting word, mountaineering. Like, to me, that sounds like it's so the thing that requires so, gear and training. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> um, it, it, I guess it requires training, but not really. I mean, yeah. So, so I mean, it was some of the tougher ones, but the first time I went mountaineering where I had to use an ice axe and crampons, I had no training on it. And I don't know if it's necessary. If the, if the person's semi-athletic and, you know, they're not fucking completely stupid. Um, and you trust him to be in decent shape. Like I've, like I've, <laughs> you know, you guys know we brought Victor up a, a Mount Hood recently and, and, Victor never even practiced self-arresting. I'm like, dude, if you fall here, this is how you self-arrest. So, so we're trying to teach him how to self-arrest on his first mountaineering climb, and it's, and it, you know, there's a spot on it where it's 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 pretty gnarly and stuff like on that. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the hardest, what was the level that you took Victor on? No, so so the the climb itself on overall, you know, was a six, maybe seven. It wasn't that difficult, but there's a sketch on it. There's a part on it where it's like, if you ask ten experienced climbers, do you rope in here? Ten of them, five of them are gonna say no, don't rope in because there's no place to self arrest because you're just gonna pull everybody down with you and you're all gonna die. And the other five are gonna be like, yes, take your chances and self arrest, <laughs> and and hopefully some of you can. And it's not a very deep, steep place, but it, it you know, so that's like, but but I mean, I was confident in Victor. I was confident that he had the, the you know the the the. the I should say the I don't want to use the word courage because it's not, but it is though. Like like we were up there and we saw people freeze and stuff like that. But um, wait, freeze in like meaning they can't continue or freeze like to death. Freeze they couldn't come down. Oh, I was like like when you freeze like if you're at height and you don't. So even imagine remember when you're remember when you're a little kid and you climb a tree and it climbing a tree is easy, but coming down is scary. Or you go up yeah. something, coming down is the hard part. And there was people who were freezing and stuff like that. So so. That's what I mean. But the first time I went, first time I put on Mount, I didn't know how to put crampons on. I didn't know how to put, you know, like, you know, so it was actually a guy named Ricky, Ricky Carillas, you know, um, trained with me and stuff. He had went once before with a friend that he knew that did it. And we went out to the Pacific Northwest and um, he brought us up and we, we, you know, we we went up Mount Adams and and we didn't even reach Summit because we got fucking hit in a whiteout and it was actually pretty awesome. But we had already done some camping trips. We had done some hiking trips. But once you go above the tree line and, and you're in this element and you're like, that's, to me, it just felt natural. It felt good, you know. And, and I, I fell in love with it since then, you know. And I've been doing it every year for the last 12, 13 years. And I'm I, like, the only reason why I haven't gone this year is because of this damn virus. I, or I've already been out there already. So, and, and just, Chris, so some background just so you understand. When it comes to, like, mountaineering routes usually the difficulty of a route hinges on the most difficult section or movement you have to do on that route. So in rock climbing, it's like you might, they might be all these easy steps, but the reason they grade it hard or a 5.3 or a 5.4, which is the grading seal for, for rock climbing in this case is because of a move. It's like, there's a technical move that you have to do. That's up to this difficulty. Hence the entire route is rated that difficulty. So to Paul's story, it's the same sort of thing. Most of that climb. Yes. It's strenuous. You need to be in shape. 
Um, it's long. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard. But it's basically a walk up. You know what I mean? But it, yeah, it's, it's an tenuous. elevation gain. You're you're in ice and snow, and it's a walk up. You're going to get some altitude, like depending on if you get altitude sickness. But it's fairly. But then there are sections where, like, okay, you have to be careful here because if you fall here, this is where it could go bad. You know, like like I said, we, you know, we, I, I make this story all the time, at least with with falling. You know, like you can fall two thousand feet and get up and wipe the snow off you. No problem. You know, depending on the grade and stuff, and you can fall off a ladder and die. You know, hanging a light bulb in your in your in your, in your bathroom. So it's just it is what it is. How you fall and stuff like that. So, but there's you know there's sections where it's like if you don't self arrest here, you're gonna go down a couple thousand feet. So hopefully you you know you don't hit any rock. Your head doesn't hit anything, and and you know what the fuck. No, and and the way the way I like to look at it is like I tell people like for most I mean it depends. You can do things that are very dangerous, but for the most part. None of the stuff is necessarily that hard, but there are parts that are dangerous. So it's like there are consequences. So it's like yeah. we're not asking you to do a task that's necessarily hard, but if you do mess up, the consequences can and, be very, yeah, very and, bad. And that's is only that, a that's small the, part of it. Most part of it is just the, the strenuous aspect of, of getting up there. Like there's times where like you, you, you know – or what, bad weather. That's the other yeah, thing. And, yeah, if you're and above tree line, you might not be in an area that's a cliff and you're you're going to fall anywhere. But if you get hit by a storm, yeah, when, that's when, bad. Yeah, you're just out in the open. Yeah, when when the weather comes, that happened to you, right? Yeah, like, it happened to me twice. Like so, it happened to me last year early in the season, and that was um the worst that I've ever been in. And it was actually like it was one of these moments when it came in. I was like, all right, well, this is really really fucking bad, and we need to be careful, or we're not going to get out of this. So. so and that was cool, actually. At the time, I hated it. The next 18 hours of my life were the longest that I think I've ever had. Um, I, it was one of those things where you're just, you're, you're like, you're almost, you're not crying, but you're like, just fucking end. You start getting like, just stop, like open up. You want the sky to open up. You want this, this, you want to be able to see more than five feet in front of you and it just won't let up. And then finally, you know, and it never did the whole day. It never did. We, you know, we, we, you know, we made it back to the tree line. We didn't make it the right route but we made it enough to where we could f get back to you know to camp and it was bad man and and but at the end of it i was like that was pretty cool experience you know like as, as long as you don't you, die was that when you almost went blind <laughs> no that was a different time. it was a different time <laughs> no no when i when, so I, I got snow blindness that was when i burned my retinas because i didn't have the proper gear i didn't wear i didn't bring glasses and i didn't have sunglasses and shit so. when, when was that Oh, a couple of years ago. So my, yeah, I've always had good vision. I've always had like, in and now my eyes are fucked up. Yeah. You can't play around. Even, even now? Oh yeah. No, no. I like, I, I burn my retinas and really, and, yeah. So if like, I can't like sometimes when I'm reading shit up close and it was like, it happened literally overnight. It wasn't like something that like, it was gradually getting worse. It was something where my vision was very perfect. And then like, I got snow blindness and my eyes, my, I fried my retinas. And then that night I couldn't open my eyes for hours and hours. Like, you know, it was, it happened later in the night and I was in a hotel room. That must and, have been terrifying as shit. Oh, it was bad. I, you know, and I, I, dude, you, you, you're like, should I go to the hospital? Should I go to the ER? I can't open my eyes. It's like, it's burning. Um, am I going to be able to open, am I going to be able to see tomorrow? Cause people have gone blind from snow blindness. If you burn your retinas too bad, you can, um, is you, that, what is that? That's because there's no filter. Yeah. From the atmosphere. Yes, because right? yeah, we were on Mount Rainier when this happened, and then and then it reflects off the snow and comes up into your eyes too. So it's like infrared when it comes off the snow too. So um, it was bad. Yeah, and I learned I've never, never not worn. After that, I bought a 
Jesus Christ. Like, I, I don't even like wearing sunglasses. I don't wear sunglasses now. I, I hate driving. With, I don't wear sunglasses. But if I'm on the mountain, I have a pair of 400-hour sunglasses that I wear because like, I'm so freaked out from that 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 experience and stuff. When that, I'm was, yeah, that was when you did like a like a week camp, right? Out there first? Yeah. Well, that was, the, that was the year before. The, when okay. I went, yeah. So, yeah, I went to mountaineering school and then... Um, yeah, so that was when I yeah I went. So, so what do you did you learn there? Because you had how many hikes had you or how many mountaineering trips I had, had you done before that? Oh, like that required that. Oh, almost all of them. I had done a lot of them and stuff, and then finally, I just always broke, man. I just didn't have any money. So, yeah, so going to mountaineering school is like anything. It was pretty expensive, you know, and you have to get on a waiting list, and you have to, you know. So when I went to school, I, I actually went to school with RMI and in. Um, so I went out there for a week, and they taught me all kinds of useful skills. And um, more than anything, it made me more confident in in, in climbing and stuff. But actually, like some of the some of the like guys, listen, some of the fundamentals that I learned, you know, of just how to pack my fucking pack right, and some of the tips. Really? Like, yes, I swear to God, like, dude, I was like, God, what a douchebag I must have looked like walking up some of these mountains the way I just carried myself, you know, like to an experienced climber. You know, and so now I know, you know, but, but just like, is there not like a brotherhood amongst that though, that I'm surprised that somebody wouldn't have like been like, Hey man, you might be better if you do this instead. No, and and there is, but sometimes, but like I said, like when we climb, like I said, like, you know, like when, when I climbed, like when we were caught in that storm last year and we were on, and we were on the mountain, I mean, there was five of us on this whole mountain and there was only three of us when the storm hit because two of them had already quit. And we didn't know the other people. It was just, that's what it was, you know? So, so I mean, th- there is that, you know? But, but at the same time, though, um, you know, you, you're, you're with your group. So it's not like, you know, I do, like, when I go with people, I'm like, you, you know, trust me, you want to leave like this, you want to do like this. I try to give people tips now, but but I don't actually go into another group and say, you know, it's, it's like, right. yeah, it's like the guy here, you know, if you're a blue belt, nobody wants to give a fuck what you have to say, you know, like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, you know, it's just, you just, you know, and that's kind of what I consider myself in mountaineering. I'm a blue belt, you know. Oh, really? Maybe. And you've done Rainier. Yeah. And you did Mount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Mount Washington was the, the hard one, right? Where. You got blown out? Mount, uh, so I did Mount Hood in the spring, which is where I got blown out. But I've done Mount Washington in the, in the winter, which I didn't summit either because we got blown out. So, but no, no, it's, um, I'd consider myself like a high blue in mountaineering. I would consider like my guides or black belts, you know, the guys I've, the guys I've learned from, they've, they've done Everest and they've done K2 and some of the guys I've worked with have, I'd consider them black belts, but I wouldn't consider myself, like, I'm a high blue belt, you know, hoping, you know, so... Hopefully, I, I wanted to lead up Rainier this year. I wanted to make that my my purple belt. Get promoted to purple. Yeah, if I can successfully bring up three people on my rope team and I lead up Rainier, then I'll give myself a purple belt. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to promote myself to purple belt. Yeah. So how do they decide on who's like lead? Is that just a matter of like who has the most just mileage at that point? Or What's is it that? like, like you said, like if I can bring up three people, what do you... So like, how yeah. do you decide who's leading? I guess you know. Oh, like, well, whoever has the most knowledge, like whoever, really? like okay. whoever knows the most, whoever has like you. That it's kind of like the. I don't want to make it like tribal or anything, but it's kind of like the alpha thing. You know, you just you just know who knows shit. You know. Like, okay. Yeah, like you know, if you're out there, like like everyone will look at somebody like, what do you think? You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but but, but just, is there always that one that's like, you know what, this is what we got to do. No, yeah, and there is, and so no, and like, and I've made this, I've I've made this analogy too. Sometimes you're out there, like when I, I've gone climbing, sometimes with peers, and what I mean by that is we're all four stripe blue belts on the mountain. <laughs> so when I make a decision, we're gonna make a decision together, 
hey, what do you think? You want to go for it? And we'll make that decision together. Is that a time for democracy, though? That Well, no, no. But, but it is, though, because we're all peers. When I okay. am the lead and I have four white belts with me and I look at something, we're not going. I just don't I, like I'm not risking your safety, you know, like when you're when you're with people and you all make your own decisions, and you're all equal. But when there's one person that is more knowledgeable, you just yield to that person. So when I'm with people that like, like I said, if I always say when I'm climbing with new people or if I bring new people up and um, I won't risk their safety. Like we just, I just, you know, like, and nobody will like, like even, you know, but if you're like with your, if you're with all people who are all the same level and stuff, you may, you, you'll, you'll make that decision together. You know, like if you all feel good about it and stuff like that, but you always err on the caution when there's always someone newer, you, you always do that. You know, everyone will do that. You would do that if you went out there, you know, like if you were, you know, like if you were a stronger client, probably wouldn't make it out. If you were, you know, <laughs> like if you were a stronger climber, a stronger hiker, you know, you, you, you know, you would, you know. You you would you would air like whatever that that person the low the, the weakest climber you would say okay that's that's this, that's what we're gonna we're gonna cater to that and then go from there you know what's scarier for you um, so which was the one that's like you went in the winter and it's like the conditions are like crazier than Everest that's Mount Washington that's Washington that's the one in like Vermont or whatever yeah right? that's okay. Mount Washington it, it's it has the worst weather in the world um, was it highest winds coldest yeah, yeah like the lowest yeah you know and definitely um. And it was gnarly, man. Like it's like it's one of these things where um, there's a weather observatory up there. Um, in the summer, you can actually drive up there. So, but we were we were climbing up there, and um, we we're coming out of the tree line. It's the only place in the northeast. It's the only place in the northern part of the country um, that doesn't have a tree line. Like when you go to Mount Washington or you go to Mount Mitchell, which is the highest peak east of Mississippi, North Carolina. There's still a tree line at the top. But Mount Washington, but um, Mount Washington doesn't have a tree line. It's the only mountain in, in North America, in the northern northeast, that doesn't have a tree line. So there are trees at the top, meaning because no, a tree, a tree line. There's no tree line in in. So just for a tree line is where there's not there's not enough atmosphere to sustain life, right? Yeah, there's, there's yeah, no tree. yeah, man, Chris, you man, you're really coming up. So, with this so no, when you go, right now, when, no, listen, Chris, <laughs> when, when you go to when you go out west, when you climb in, in the Cascades out in the Pacific Northwest, there are no. Um, you get to about four forty-five, five thousand feet. There's no more trees above that. It's just snow and ice and rock, because it's in the northwest. Now in the northeast, it's not like that. Trees go all the way up to pretty much all because the, but there's no there's no fourteen thousand foot mountains in the northeast. They all they all stop at like fifty-seven, fifty-eight. So the tree lines end in a different place. But Mount Washington doesn't because it has the worst weather in the world. And I don't know why the it's because of the way it's situated. But, I mean, they've had hurricane force winds up there and stuff. But when we were climbing, and I was climbing this with a guy, too. It wasn't me. I wasn't, I, I was, you know, it was in January. So it was the dead of winter. And, um, you know, we were coming out of the tree line. He said, prepare to go up on Mars. And I'd already climbed some mountains. And when we walked above that tree line, dude, it was eerie. Like, there was like 50-mile-an-hour winds. It was gray. It was snowing. It would come and go. It was like gnarly. It, I mean, and then we didn't reach summit. I mean, we we, we made it. We, we hiked up another two hours, and we didn't reach summit. We had to turn back around. It just got too bad. We were, you know, we had to we had to go back. We just at that point, the, the guide is like, "Hey, we 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 can't." Yeah, yeah. And he okay. was like, yeah, he was looking at the group, and just like, and it was just like, and it was bad, man. And like, it was one of these things where like it was cold. And I had not all the gear, but yeah, it was like you know. So, and and I wanted to make it, but it was one of those days where it's like. I had no visibility anyways. So 
a thousand feet from summit, it looked like the same as two thousand feet from summit. It looked like the same as three thousand. It's just, just gray. it's just cold and gray and fifty mile an hour winds and stuff. So, but it's cool though. It's, it's it really is. But I'll never forget when he said that. Like we were in the tree line, we were taking our last break before we go up above, and we're you know gonna go up onto the snow and ice. And he's like, "You're about to go up on Mars," and I was like. You know, it's just like you, you come out of this tree line and the wind starts hitting you. And then, like, they, they're swirling. It's different directions. And it's like it's nothing I've ever felt before, you know. So, like, in the, on the glaciers out west, you know, like, you'll get caught in storms. But other than that, like, for the most part, you're, you're, you're frying, you know. Like, you're, you're, you're hot sometimes. If you're seeing some of the pictures that when we're up there, like, the skies are so blue and you're, you're you know, it's, it's blazing. So, but not like it's not like that over here on Mount Washington, you know. So, so that is one that I'm, I mean, hell, maybe this winter, if anybody wants to go, mm-hmm. that's one I still have in summer. Is that one you want to earn your purple belt, though? Yeah, well, no, no, but 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 I have I didn't never reach the summit of Mount Washington. So, like, how many it, days to to summit in the winter do you think it takes? Oh, it just takes one. It's it's just you. you oh, can, it's an up and down. Yeah, you can do an up and down, but um, it's just the the, the weather and like you said, like you you. It's a it's a rigorous crime because there's a c- crime there's a climb there's so much snow through the tree line it, it it's already so much snow there for where the mountains at and stuff and when you go up the weather's so bad so it's a very very imagine just like rigorous and slow pace and that's what you're gonna you're gonna be in like some shit weather you know you're gonna start at six a.m. and you're gonna get back you know twelve thirteen fourteen hours you're gonna be in you know well, that's not that bad for yeah. a, for a hiking day <laughs> yeah no no no, no, no I'm for, used to, if if for, if you're doing a hike like a one day hike many times you're waking up at like one two in the morning to get started because you want to get to the top and down before bad weather comes yeah so for, for a hiking day it's not that bad but when you're up when, you know like I said like when we were up there it was probably when we got above the tree line it was probably about three degrees. And I don't know what it was with the wind chill. It was probably minus twenty with the wind chill, like. But that was nothing for Mount Washington. Minus what? Well, Mount Washington has like minus forty, minus fifty degrees, like with the wind chill factor. Yeah, no, it's this dude. They, you don't understand how much gear these people put us in. Like they were like, dude, you don't understand what it's gonna be like when you get up there. Like any, I mean, we look like the. You ever seen what's the Christmas movie? A Christmas story. Christmas story. You remember, like, remember Ralphie? That's what we look like. We're, we're we're like up there like this, and we're about like five thousand feet elevation. We're like up there like Ralphie. Every time we'd stop, we'd have to like bun. We had to put more shit on, you know. So, so for stuff like that, are you are you doing supplemental because you spend so much fucking time here at the gym, like training, teaching, lifting on your own, doing your own thing? Are you doing supplemental for climbing in addition to that when you're no. prepping for something like that? This year I am because it was a goal, but prior no, really. And, and honestly, I wasn't like I wasn't the very strongest climber either. Like, there's been times, like, I always finish strong, but there's been times, like, even when I, um, a few times, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of the pack. Sometimes I'm behind. Like, if we're not roped in, um, I take my time a little bit. I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm not pushing the pace as much and stuff like that. So, but this year I'm trying to. What actually, are you, you going to train differently? Like, uh, or like, what are you going to do here I'm, to be able oh, to train I'm, for that? I'm a lot more sled work. Really? A lot more sled, a lot more muscle endurance work. That was kind of one of my goals this year. Well, sled work's pretty like like white twitch though. Don't you need sort of like the pink? No, fiber? because when I go heavy and and and, and heart rate and, and and the way we're doing it and stuff like that, no. So it's it's um, if I was sprinting and shit, you know, but just the, the slow heavy pushes and stuff, no. Like it's just fucking, grinding. Yeah, you're burning your legs, you're burning your lungs. You know that you know you you put a couple hundred pounds on that sled and push it you feel it for about seven eight minutes you know one rep you know so so that's that's kind of a little bit more stuff that i'm doing because i want to be in better shape to 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 climb this year um especially like on on a a mountain that you're roped in and this is where it gets important you know like 
Are you doing like rucking and stuff too? No, not really. Really? No. Is no. it? Wouldn't rucking be the most direct translation, or not? Not really. I, you know, if, if I mean here, I don't know. You know, like I said, we, we you know like earlier this year, like a few. What was it? A month ago? When do we go to? When do we go to North Carolina? Is that a month ago now? Six weeks. Ago. No, it, it had to be. It was. It was, was pre quarantine. Yeah, so it had to be at least two months. But, ago. Actually, no. Yeah, exactly. When the quarantine, I remember it was right the, before, right the, before because when you guys came the back, before. the quarantine started, and I was, and yeah. I made the joke so, that you guys should have stayed. Yeah. So we went to yeah. So yeah. So that's I mean we didn't climb Mount Mitchell. We hiked up Mount Mitchell. I don't know if it's climbing, but it's the you know, tallest peak East Pacific. But I mean it's a good elevation game. But you know, um, but was that's kind of that was the one that Manny went with y'all. Yeah. So okay. yeah, there was so a, that's a hike, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but but um, I mean it, it was it's strenuous and it's it's you know, four or 5,000 feet elevation game, but you know, we put the packs on and stuff and that's good training to start the season, you know? So that was kind of where most people, you know, I remember that being hard. I've climbed Mount Mitchell a bunch of times before. I remember that being hard. Really? Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, you know, and Dennis, Dennis, you listen, but the, Dennis, you struggled a little bit to get up. Dennis was Dennis. Oh, Dennis. Here, here comes the <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. You need another beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Everyone that was there. Remember Dennis was hurt and Dennis was hurt on day one. Dennis, we couldn't even make, we had to wait till the morning to go up on day oh, two. Oh, <laughs> Oh, he a little extra, little rest there. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis, de- yeah. Dennis is slowing the pack up on day one. So wait, we, his fiance was doing better than him. Yeah, she, she or she was hiding it. Whether she, yeah, so if but that's the thing too. If right? she like, wasn't, she was she was hiding it better. Because my my buddy, um, you know what? I'm gonna make a commitment to Andrew at some point right now. We're gonna do Machu Picchu. Like I w- I would like to do that because he actually lived in Peru for a little bit, and he was talking about when he was living there, wanting to do Machu Picchu, and somebody was like, "Hey, man, like." Just you know, like you're gonna struggle on this because Andrew's he's like he's actually he's built a lot like you he's like five eight or something and you know just pretty densely muscled and they're like you know you should really kind of train for this because like I guess like lighter people just sort of like nimble their way around and it's like easy but like more heavily muscled people who you would think are in better shape actually struggle more so yeah, it's, like, it really is muscle endurance I mean, it, okay yeah yeah like like. It is. I mean, like I said, we, I've I've gone with girls and they've never climbed before, and they and they, and they you know, it, it's I mean, some of it depends on your pack, how heavy your pack is and stuff. You're carrying a heavy pack, and if it's not packed, you know, but but yeah, a lot of it's muscle endurance and shit. And then how well how well you adjust to altitude. Machu Picchu is like thirteen thousand feet. That's so. a crazy thing, like altitude, because like, I. Huh. Where have you felt the worst? Have you ever experienced altitude sickness from climbing? Once, and where where was that? And like what? That else was in was Mount that Shasta in California. Were you um, like puking and stuff? Or no, was I didn't. It? I didn't puke, but I was just like we woke up uh, one a.m. Got out of the tent on the trail. We were on the hike about two a.m. Cruising till about six a.m. Sun was coming up underneath us, and then I just started feeling like shit, and I slowed down bad. I really, mean, it was like you know. Um, yeah, I slowed down bad, and that was the first time like, I was like, I think I have altitude sickness. I had never gotten it before. Um, you have like a headache and stuff too. I had a headache. I felt nauseous. I, I like fuck, fuck. Is this good enough? You know, I was like looking around. You know, I was, like, <laughs> no, but you got you got to finish. You know, and and I ended up making it, but I was I was slowing. I was I was slowing. I mean, I was, oh really? Yeah, and then it, it the whole day I was like that too. Even coming like, so I we you know we reached summit. Great boom. I, we sat for a little bit. Started coming down and um. Got back to base camp and then like, dude, how long it took me to get from base camp to the car? Like, fucking forever. I really? Mean, I was moving so slow because I was just nauseous and I was sick, you know. So, um, 
and it was just from altitude sickness, you know, and that was the first time I'd ever gotten it. And, and Mount Shasta is as big as Mount Rainier, you know, it's, but, but it's just one of those things. I, don't, I have no idea why I got it. Cause I've never gotten it before. Um, even on cl- tougher mountains, you know, like even Mount Rainier, I think I was just exhausted. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get altitude sickness. But I was just tired. Did you feel like you went up pretty fast? On that one, I was kind of well, a little bit, but I was in front. I was setting a pace. I was in front. I was kind of waiting for you know, and then but no, and then all of a sudden, you know, like we stopped for a break, and I got up, and I'm like, man, I feel dizzy, I feel a little lightheaded, and then it, you know, and it just kind of hit me and stuff. And and I've never taken anything. I don't bring anything, you know. I know some, you know, people swear about ibuprofen for some of that stuff for for altitude sickness and stuff and some other things, you know. But I've never used it. But now I'm a little more cautious of it, you know. So. I've heard it's just a pacing issue because I, I heard a story about um, uh, iron two iron uh, athletes and there were a couple and they went out to uh, I, the Himalayas. You mean like Iron Man? Yeah, like, Iron Man oh, athletes. Yeah. yeah, and they went out to uh, the Himalayas. Granted, now there it's very serious altitude out there, but uh, they got hit hard. They had to get evac'd out because they just went too fast. Like the guide said, they just. They were in they were in great shape and they felt great, but they went so fast that uh, they suffered from bad altitude sickness. Because it's not a question of like how fit you are; it's a question of you know oxygen and you know the oxygen in your blood is. It's very similar to people that go uh, scuba diving and and they get the bends. You know, you come up too fast, you get the bends. It's it's kind of the same concept in a way. It's and just, I I can see that a little bit. You know. Um, you know, because when, when I was in, um, what the fuck was I? Oh, we were in the Alps. And we took a gondola up. You know, the gondola will take you from like 3,000 feet to 12,000 feet. And, oh, Mont Blanc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that shit will, like, you know, when we were up there and people were like, Bleh. you know, that shit brought you, that'll bring you like a, oh, because, yeah, a gondola. That's bring going up, faster than anybody could walk. Well, right? a like, gondola bring you up to yeah. 9,000 feet and drop you off and you're like, you're okay. And then all of a sudden like, you're looking around and I'm, I'm walking around up there and people are just like down. People are down. Like, they're just like, you know, they get up there and after about, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's just, it sits in where they're at and stuff like that and, and they get it bad and, like, we have to go down, you know? So, um, so I could see it be like if, if it could be like if you, if you get up too fast and stuff like that, you know? So, what's scarier for you? Like, prepping for like a major mountaineering expedition or a fight? Oh, I would say a fight's definitely always a fight. Still, okay, oh, still yeah, scarier. Yeah. yeah, competition, like like you versus mountain is you, like but but you respect nature, like you know you you know, um, no, like any competition is, is probably more nerve wracking. Really? Than the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I'm it not, because you're no, no, granted, I've like, never climbed like 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 maybe if I'm like okay, I'm gonna try to climb Everest or K two, that that might be a little bit. More. Where's Where's K two? I'm I'm ignorant. It's in this. the Himalayas. It's, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it's it's a little bit smaller than Everest, but it's just a more technical. It's got a less. It's a diff- more difficult climb than Everest. There's a good documentary about K2 on Netflix, and if you watch it, Chris, you'll never want to hike ever. Well, I mean, like I've I've, yeah, just, I've well, seen enough about Everest where I don't want yeah, to hike. Well, no, ever. Everest is a little bit like K2 is a little bit smaller, but it's more technical climb. The summit rate is a lot lower. The death rate is a lot higher. Like twenty five percent of people who climb K two die. You know, it's twenty. What? Some yeah. That's one a, of every four people. That's fuck that. Yeah, like you you have to be have like lived a full life. Like that's I, a I would, bra- like, that's a black belt. Like you have to be a black belt to do that. No, yeah. Well, no, not even that. Not even that. Because like I, I no no black belts die up there. Black yeah no. Oh no. my god. You're, like, you're a black belt if you try. Like I'm saying, you have had to have been like okay. I've had a great life. Because there's a one in four chance I'm gonna die going up, you know, like, something Fucking like that, you know, like so. Hell. 
you know, if yeah, so that that's what I mean. It, it's uh, if so, but that's what I mean. It's a much more. Do you want to do it? So it's funny. I'm not. Yeah, I, of course I'd want to do it. You know, like but 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 my immediate goals are at least climbing wise is to do Denali next year and then, and then try to look at Everest. You know, in, in next year. The crazy thing about Everest, I didn't realize like you hear Everest, but. I I I I'm basing it purely on John Oliver's little show, but he did a show <laughs> about Everest, and apparently, like your average like soccer mom, it's not true. Is that not true? It's not true. It's, okay. it's just something that people want to feel better about themselves because they can't do it. It's not true because I couldn't take the average soccer mom up Mount Hood. I'm no. just telling you, it's it's not true. They want to make like like yeah. Yeah, so it's not. So you know what I'm talking about, like, like I do know what you're talking because because it's more popular, it's more crowded. People see like lines to get up there, but what people don't understand about Everest is there's like the the Nepal only gets about 350 permits a year to climb, so the most that are ever going to climb it out of the seven billion people in the world is 350 people a year. Okay, All so right. of that 350 people, now you have a window, you have a month to climb this thing where you can legitimately make it up. Safely, Everest. safely. Like, yeah, okay. Now, in that in that month, you have a six day window where they estimate. So now you have of the three hundred. It's probably not even three hundred. Like at, by that point, it's probably two hundred have fallen off. There's two hundred climbers trying to make it to summit on this one narrow path, and there's two hundred people in the world who are all trying to do it in the six days. And so that's where that's some, where you see like the like the bottleneck. That's where you okay. see the bottleneck, and it's always after Camp Five, and it's always at the very top because there's one small narrow way to get up on the ridge line. So it, and that's why you know, and I always say that's why people died last year, but it is why people died because they were up in the death zone too long. You know, you get up if you get up past twenty five thousand feet, you're literally, do they call it the death zone? You're, you're literally dying. After, if you're up in twenty, if you're above twenty five thousand feet, your body is dying. So you have to get. Above, you have to get to, to the summit at 29,000 feet and back down in a certain amount of time or you'll die. It's like, just because there's just not enough oxygen? You'll die, even if you're something like It's the death so zone. So you won't acclimate? Not up there, yeah. No, it's the really? death zone. That's literally why it's called that. Fuck but but no, hell. there's. I, 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 I saw this on some chat rooms and shit and some forums. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's oh, anyone can climb Everest. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like uh, my Jesus impression Christ, is I'm like, struggling on a 13,000 foot, like like with, with just minimal glaciers. And I do this shit. I've went to school and I'm like, it's difficult. And you're like, oh, you're... You, because you saw a fucking line like with these world class climbers and guys like like what you, like no it's not like that at all you know like granted it, it's not like it was a hundred years ago like or when, just because people are more knowledgeable now just right? when like I mean like I said if you did it twenty years ago like you didn't have the equipment and the knowledge now they have the the the, the, the equipment they have now and the, you know the the suits they have now and the technology they have now it definitely makes it a lot easier and grant and, and rich people are getting like helicoptered up to like camp three now you know they're like the most dangerous part on on everest is like the like i think the from base camp to camp two because that's where like the the falls are that's where all those sherpas die a couple years ago so that's like that's the most dangerous part where most people die you know it's like in that place that's where all the the the, the, the main crevasses are so it's it, i think that's where the foreign people say anyone can climb it is just because people are circumventing yeah, the camp. But to your point, yeah, to actually summit, there's only a, a yeah. Small no, but people. but even if you even if you like I said, like I, I can't believe a helicopter can get up to twenty two thousand feet. But I guess some can now, um, technology. But yeah, no. But even you know you know just to get up, for, even if you go from twenty two thousand feet to twenty nine thousand feet, people don't understand. 
like how difficult that is, you know, like the people don't we'll make people go from sea level up 4,000 feet just to climb. That. Yeah. That's, that's, gonna that's be what I'm saying. Like, like, like go, go from Florida and go up to North Carolina and do a fucking stupid hike on the Appalachian trail and tell me that we like, you know, and, and get 3000 feet elevation gain. And, you, and you're like, Oh, anyone can do like, like, are you fucking insane? And then do that in, in thin air. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do that in thin air and then do it with the, with the, with the gear that, yeah, like 100 pounds of gear. Yeah, and, and, and right? the like, shit they have to wear. And being on a, a crampons and an ice axe and rope team and just, you know. And so, no, it, I, I get it. I get what, like, it's definitely easier, more popular. But these guys that climb, you know, yes, they, they, they one, they have to have money or they have to have sponsors because it's very expensive to climb. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's at least $50,000. Because you, you, you have to buy, like, a license to do it, you said, or a permit to do it? Well, the permit in Nepal is probably, like, three to 5000 but to the, the the expedition team that'll bring you up Oh, is, I see, is, okay. So it's not something you go do on your own. It's something that's planned out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. you have to be, like, so it's almost like you, you have to... Um, use one of the companies that the government of Nepal oh, really? uses. Yeah. Cause you probably can't get a permit unless you use one of the companies that, you know, okay. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like that. Like even Mount Rainier here in the United States, Mount, like the national park in Mount Rainier only lets two companies do climbs on it. Like you can do it. Like Rainier, you can do it yourself, but they only like, there's hundreds of, of guides and climb and like, but they only allow two companies to do it, you know? So Nepal's kind of like that too. You know? And in the case of Nepal, that's like a, that's a, an actual legitimate source of income for the country. Yeah, that is there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, a, yeah, what the like, fuck is in Nepal getting, other than getting the permits and cheap. Yeah. Selling those permits. And then, and to Paul's point, I also know that's true for, at least it was a few years ago with the uh, Colorado River going through the Grand Canyon. So people that want to kayak through the Grand Canyon, yeah. which is apparently amazing, um, you're on a wait list. Like that's like a ten, that like it takes about 10 years on average to Holy to get through and it's kind of a lottery deal and I know like my friends in Colorado like they have a whole group and when one of them gets it, they invite everyone and they go. But there's only one company I believe or maybe two, but there's a I'm I'm trying one or two companies that are allowed to operate expeditions themselves commercially so there you don't have to wait you can pay them money and they'll and schedule a time obviously it's it's very competitive sure. but you're not waiting for a mm. permit yeah you like know? you know like if you wanted to climb mount rainier this year with one of the companies mount rainier which is the most technical climb in the lower 48 you know it's probably the most technical climb in the northeast other than denali you know so it's it's the crown jewel here in the united states but if you want to do it with one of the teams here like you would have had to have signed up last year Oh really? Yeah. So if you want to do it next year, sign up now for next summer. <laughs> so you, but you've already done it. I've already right? done. It. I, well, yeah, because I went to Mount. So Rainier. now you're good. Like. So yeah, now I want to bring a team up. That's why I said I want to get my uh, purple belt. Yeah, I want to get yeah, my okay. purple belt. I want to bring up some people. I want to be like, I want to be like, hey, you know, I want to bring them out there. I want to show them like, I want to show them what how to use an avalanche the... beacon. I want to show them crevasse rescue. I want to. Let's like, say like, you do that, and let's say you get Noah, Victor, Amanda, and Dennis. Well, and I, his, no, his Man, Amanda, if you're listening, you're not. You're not doing that. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like what is? I love you, dog. But you're not. Like, yeah, I'm bringing everyone here. Like, although you did great on Mount Mitchell, you're fucking. You did awesome on Mount Mitchell. How actually dangerous? Like pure. We might have to turn around. Sort of dangerous. Oh no! Yeah, Can you put these people in? Oh, 50 percent make it. For what? Dude, really? I, when I when we left when we left base camp, I mean, we 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 left with 20 people. Six people made it. Really? Six. Jesus. You know, and granted, like some of it, like they weren't all like professional. Like I'm not a professional climber, dude. I, I live in Florida. I do it for fucking fun. Like I do it because I like it. I, I, dude, I wasn't up there like, so I wasn't up there like, yeah, this is easy. I was, <laughs> dude, I was just relieved that I made it. Like, I mean, I mean, 
I couldn't. I like. I was laying. I was like, you know, like coming down. I was falling my ass off too. I couldn't. Like, I was so, <laughs> really. I was so fatigued and stuff. I was like face planting, you know. But, but no, yeah, no. It's not like most people. I, I'd say if if you go up, like fifty percent of people don't make it, and that's not always because of exhaustion or tired. That's sometimes it's weather. Sometimes it looks sketchy. Sometimes the winds on the top of the mountain. When we were going, when we got to base camp the day we did it, people were coming down and like we didn't summit. We were like, we got up there and the, there were 60 mile an hour winds and we, we couldn't go up. We just, it's too dangerous. So they, they, they went all the way up there and they couldn't make summit because of the wind. So they had to turn back around. So that, that would come back next year or come back, you know, like. So the situation for a lot of these like longer climbs is, is such that it's not like you can just, first of all, a guy like Paul, he doesn't have the luxury of just. Uh, having a cabin near the mountain yeah I don't, and he's got his day job he's i don't got live out there <laughs> and then he can just look outside or look at the weather and be like oh dude there's gonna be a great window of weather the next three days i want to summit then you know he's planning like you said a year in advance so the first thing you need to hope for is that when you end up there on the date that you've you know reserved a year in advance that you have good weather so that first of all, right away, is going to affect which is the success super rate. Unpredictable. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it's mountain weather, which yeah. is, which can and, change. You know, and the problem is, even if you live out there, you you have to. They only allow so many permits on Mount Rainier. You know, they only allow so many people to climb. You, there's only allowed. There's only so many camping. They only allow so many people to camp at base camp. You know, at Camp Muir. So you, there's only so many people. Like so, so to even be able to get a permit is is difficult. Um, so yeah, you could be like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go try to do it next week, but there's no guarantee that you'll get a permit. And there's rangers up at Camp Muir. Like they like, there's a ranger station at Camp Muir because it's that popular and it's that dangerous up there. Like, so they're, they are constantly, you know, they just don't want some fucking chucklehead. Like I'm going to go do it. Like, yeah. And they're, they're just, and they don't want too many people going up there. They, they want to make sure that it's safe, you know? So they, they, you know, um, now, like I said, at Camp Muir, which is the, um, the popular base camp on Muir. I mean, there's 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 a ranger station there, and then there's two bunk houses that the the expedition teams use. The two expedition teams that and then you can camp on the ice there. So, and but they only allow so many people at base camp, you know. So it, you know. So the expeditions are the only ones that have the right to no, the, uh, the bunk house. No, there is a bunk house where it's first come first serve. Okay. Which is, dude, if you can, if you decide to get there early, and yeah, you, absolutely. If you can get there early, you don't have to bring a tent. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking that, awesome. That's yeah. the way. They absolutely, it. yeah. It, it, but you me. gotta, you don't know if oh, you're gonna get. <laughs> and trust me, I've like I've gone up there and stayed up there because I um I've stayed up there just to just to. I stayed up there in a tent, and I stayed up there in a the bunkhouse, and the house is fucking. Oh, there's oh, no, yeah, you it's night you, and day. You, you don't have to bring your tent. Yeah, it's just like it's it's so much warmer. It's it's yeah, the winds. You're you're protected from the winds, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's, you, you you can get up there and stuff like that. So, do you have any interest at some point in doing one of the alternate, more difficult routes up Rainier instead of the classic route? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that that's kind of like uh, you know, like I said, and I think if I lived out west, I'd probably. That would be you'd start dabbling with the different. Oh, routes. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I honestly, I think with my temperament, and how much I enjoy it, I would probably like you know, if I had a school, like say, say we had this school out in Seattle. Here we you go. Know? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here, yeah, here, we go. here we go. So if, if this school was in Seattle, I'd be like, oh like, boy. So on Thursday, I, I like I'd get out of class Thursday night. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you on Monday, and I'd probably head out to the mountain and just start dabbling. Oh, on, Jesus. On so when do Mark shipping. and I have to take over Orlando? Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm saying if you know, but we have no, you know. Oh, here we go. You guys are already making your yeah, plan, so aren't you? Coach Peace has got you guys. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, if, if if we lived out there, but but you know, 
I live in Florida, so you know, and 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 we have the the beach here, and I lo- and I grew up on the beach, and I love the beach and stuff like that. But it's just like that. That's I've done that. I you know I've did the scuba diving thing. I've did the every surf- twenty years, right? I've, you I've, said yeah, you every did. twenty years you find like a different passion. I did the scuba diving thing. I did the surfing thing. I love. I love the water. I love going to the beach and stuff like that. But like the mountains are my new passion and That's stuff. Awesome, and I just man. happen to live in Florida though. Right you, now. you mentioned Appalachian Trail earlier. Have you any desire to none. try? None. No. None. Why not? None. Um, Is it just too mucky and just fucking it's just, gross? Yeah. So so I yeah. Listen, I, I love the East Coast, but so if I was ever to do one of those things where you were gonna do like you know a a a, 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 a trek a like, trek yeah. yeah. So if I were gonna do one of those, it would be the the PCT. It'd be the Pacific Coast Show. Really. Yeah, there like, is something about that West Coast, man. Like, yeah, no, no. Like it would be cool. They're, they're, you start yeah. in Can- San Diego, you end in um, Canada, but you, you know, you're 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 going through the. My buddy did that. On you're a going bike. through Yosemite. You're going through like yeah. So it's just the like I, I like Appalachians, but man, it's just rock and root. And I've done a lot of the Appalachian Trail, just hiking through North Carolina, and it's cool, but it's not like. I have no desire to it's walk. It's just miserable. Like it's, it's it's just rock and root and like the views aren't as good. Like when you go out yeah. west, man, the views are amazing. Yeah. The first time you like you've been to Yosemite, right? Yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah. no, I've been to well, I mean I've been out west, but not to Yosemite. Yeah, well it's just like the first time you go to Yosemite, or the first time you go to like Zion, the first time you go like some of these places, the first, like even if you're in the Rockies, it's like in the Rockies don't have much prominence per se. But the first time you see shit out west, you're like, wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean like I you and I have talked to like just like there's something just more beautiful yeah so about that right yeah like Pacific, and, and, especially the Pacific and don't get me Northwest. wrong like there's there's some nice stuff in, like in, in North Carolina I mean there's like you know there's some the Appalachian Mountains and you know like just you know there's some nice stuff but it's not once you go out west you just don't it's not the same you know and especially like, like the sort of like the range of different types of environments are exactly. incredible too like exactly that's, yeah that's what I'm saying like so if you were to go like say california and you were in the mid california you started around king's canyon and went to sequoia national park and yosemite and yeah worked your way up into oregon and and then in the like like that would be amazing you know so it's, it's not like that here on the east coast and yeah. east like i said like i said the, the east coast is cool i'll give you some reasons like why if you've never camped go it's fucking awesome you know but we go on the east coast a lot because one it's good training two i can bring my dogs three because I, uh. I can drive you know that's why i love taking zeke um, the Pisgah National Forest allows dogs. We that Zeke don't have a leash. Yeah, we 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 take our dogs and stuff, and, and they're allowed to be there. You know, so when you go out west, most dogs aren't allowed to hike on trails and national. Is it really? Yeah, like they're probably better equipped for it than we are. Yeah, or is but, it just a matter of just like yeah, there's just, just not, yeah most most you know you can't bring your dogs on in national parks. Okay. You definitely can't bring them on trails in national parks. Not even on leash. Like most really, yeah. I'm surprised. Like because I mean like they're no, fucking animals. They can like, be in the parking be, lot, but they can't be. They can't even huh. go on the trails on a leash. But when we hike in in North Carolina, we go to Pisco. They they we they're yeah, it's fucking okay. awesome. You know, so so if you just like camping and hiking, it's cool. You know, but if you're if you're looking for that epic. Right, right. That epic stuff. You're looking for those views. You're looking for that like life changing. You want to see the you you want to see the Milky Way above your head. You know, like like head out west and like yo, you, then that shit will will blow your mind. You know, I would I would. It's funny because like Stacy and I have visited the West Coast a handful of times, and every time we go, we're always just like, the East Coast is cool, but there's something about that West Coast. Yeah, well, like I- just. The, the the people are a little bit different. Like just the culture is a little different. The the views, like you said, and the environment is quite a bit different. It's just there. There's something about being out there. And just it's it's a little bit more expensive though. So we'll yeah, no, I, like I think northern Northern California, like you know, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's, I could totally see Chris out in California. Yeah. 
I'm, I, could I'm, say, I'm, I was born in California. Well, I could see you were returning. You really? Yeah, were I was. We, I was born in California. At, um, where were you born at? Uh, like, like, like East LA or something. Yeah, like my and and I've got. I still have a bunch of family in San Jose. So like, I'd. Lo- I haven't visited California in a long time, other than our our little fucking wine trip that we did when. But yeah, I was born in California. We moved here when I was six. So I'm I'm a Floridian. You went to Napa Valley. I visited Napa. No, I was born in East LA. Family in San Jose. We did the we did all a whole San Francisco, um, yeah, San Francisco, uh, Napa Valley, Calistoga, Sonoma, or is it Sonoma? Yeah, yeah, Sonoma. Yeah, we did all that sort of shit and watch people get. I went to. I think went to Napa Valley last year. I think when I climbed Mount Shasta, we. we Oh yeah, because you went. You drove down to Vegas, right, from Seattle. Well, I have before, yeah, but not not. No, it wasn't la- It wasn't recently, that. Okay. Yeah, no, I've done some road trips where I've driven from here to Seattle and. God damn! Like, yeah. How long did it take you to get there? When you did a road trip. So I've driven from here to Seattle a few times, but the um, but it's just, I'm not. You're stopping a, along the way, right? Yeah, I'm like, not in a hurry. Okay. Yeah. So one time, I, like I've done it myself. Before. You did it yourself? What the fuck? I helped my buddy Alan move there because he went to University of Washington. We did it in four and a half days. Yeah, so that was I, fucking miserable. So one time I was I was meeting the first time I went mountaineering actually with oh, really? Ricky. Yeah, so Ricky was so we had a, we had a team flying out and they were gonna, they were going to be in Seattle. We we're going to fly to Seattle and climb out there and then we we're going to we we're going to rent a car and drive down to um, we we're going to go to Crater Lake National Park in Oregon okay. and then we we're going to go to San Francisco and then Death Valley and then Vegas and um, we were looking at rental car and I was like you know what I'm fucking not doing anything I'll just drive out there. <laughs> oh my god. So then I, you realize how big America is, right? Yeah, so I, I actually left like two weeks before they flew out there. So I had I had, I had two weeks to get out to Seattle from Orlando. So um, it was cool, man. Like I said, I, I, I took I ten, you know. Oh, you did that route? Really? Yeah. yeah no, I, I no, I went. To, I, I took I ten off the Pacific Coast Highway. So, oh, that's no, but, an awesome route. Yeah, man. no, it was like, awesome. No, so when, once I got out of Texas, fuck Texas. Um, I stopped. <laughs> it's a at, fucking big state. Yeah, I stopped at White Sands, the Grand Canyon. We, I got into California. I went out to the beaches. Um, Took the Pacific Coast Highway up, oh, cut awesome. across, went to Kings Canyon, Sequoia National Park, and then I met them in Seattle. We climbed up Mount Adams. We didn't climb actually. We got snowed out as of like the oh, first time. Know? Yeah, that, that's when I say we got wiped out. Um, and then I started the road trip back with some people. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck it, we'll just save money in a rental car. I'll just drive out there and shit." And then. Um, you must have been gone for like. Oh, I was gone for like six weeks. <laughs> Is it like that's a long. Oh no, time. I was gone. Yeah, I was gone like six and a half weeks. But it was probably uh, it was like so. It was a fucking awesome trip, man. Like like I said, when we left Seattle, we drove down. We went to Crater Lake, and if you've ever been to Crater Lake, it's a kind of a small national park, but it's it's a hollowed out volcano that has a huge lake in it, and it's actually fucking one of the most beautiful places you'll see in the country. We went to San Francisco, did all that, went over to Yosemite. Yeah kings canyon again so we went there then we went to vegas went back up to yellowstone oh did you really yeah oh we, went, we went back up to yellowstone after that's a fucking we, cool trip as like, we left vegas then we cut across we went into denver we did some skydiving in boulder cut across to st louis so we, we took a different route back so it was actually like it was a cool trip you know like and you know basically we were just eating potato chips and shit and it was pretty cheap except for vegas you know like i think we spent more money in vegas in three days than we did the whole trip the other five and a half weeks what were you playing what's that what were you playing oh I don't, dude it was i don't know man it was just pop yeah if i hear pitbull fucking <laughs> <laughs> we were just listening to the radio and pitbull was popular during that time so <laughs> it was like jesus christ it was bad so 
Oh, that's badass. But that's Crater Lake. Yeah, that looks that looks badass. Shit, like I remember driving when we drove when my, my buddy and I did his little move trip to Seattle and drive to the Cascade Mountains. Like that was ridiculous just to see. Like I see why they're called the Cascades, right? Like, and we went over what is it, that thing called the Trench or the the whatever the fuck that thing is is like when you're driving into Seattle. Like, I was like, man, like this is when. Like that was sort of like my first thing of like oh like this but is like I, I this think, West Coast thing's cool and you guys can correct me I could be wrong I think the Cascades start in Oregon right or is Mount Shasta part of the Cascades do you know Noah you gonna Google that for me yeah I don't know I, if he's we, our producer yeah, here. Jamie get Jamie, on the Google Jamie, machine yeah, yeah, like, so I, like Mount Shasta may be part of the Sierra Nevadas down in Yosemite but um, but the Cascades I think is 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 Mount Shasta in the Cascades. It is. Right. It's the southern part of the Cascades. Mount Shasta. So yeah, Mount Shasta is literally as high as Mount Rainier. People don't know. Is that. it really? Mount Shasta is like like eighty feet smaller than Mount Rainier. So why don't people talk? Can you not hike it? No, you can. You no, you can definitely hike it. I've climbed it, and it's it's tough. That's the one I got altitude sickness on. It's just not as technical because it's it's farther south. It's in California. There's not as much glaciers, so oh, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's an easier climb. Same height. It's less miserable, basically. It's, it's, it's less dangerous. Less places that you can fall in a crevasse, less, uh, less yeah. ice shift, less. So that's that's the only reason why. Basically, the same height, same prominence. Like it's 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 you know you're gonna you're gonna climb nine thousand feet from where you start at. So it's the same thing. But um, so that that's the difference. But when we when was it? Um, two years ago, Viet. Remember Viet? Yeah. Viet got us some some passes to hike the enchantments in the in the Cascades. And that was the most that was the coolest hike I've ever done in the country. And you've probably never even heard of it. It's called the Enchantments. And it was the coolest hike that I've ever done in the United States of America. And I've Why done, is what differentiates it from all other hikes? I don't, just just the, the the mountain lakes, the glaciers, the the way like every time you go up and turn a corner, you're in this different like where the, it looks like a postcard. Oh really? And I didn't even know, I've never even heard of this place. It Why was, is it not more popular? I don't know. Like well, one is super hard to get a permit. Oh, it's okay. super hard. You never hear it. like it's like they just don't. It's one of these most beautiful, pristine places. They don't allow people to do it. And what was funny is that Viet has a lot of friends that live out in the Pacific oh, okay, Northwest, okay. and they had been trying to get permits the whole time they lived there to do it. Could never get them. Viet is it lottery one, style or what? What's like, that? Is it done by lottery? It's is done that, by lottery. Okay, and Viet so. applied one time and got it. <laughs> and got it. You know, so um, fucking amazing. It was just like you know. So have you climbed with Viet ever? What's that? Have you ever climbed with Viet? We went on the we went on this hike. And okay, like, yeah, 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 but, and, yeah, but no yeah. mountaineering with them. Yeah, no, I've never. We never. Okay. We were gonna do Rainier one year. Uh, I think it was. Last you know Viet. Yeah. yeah, it was. I think it was last year, and then there was like, <laughs> it was like a massive shift in ice and all, the, and like it was like I was like, uh, you remember I showed I you the, I showed story. you the article. I was like, guys, look at this. It's like we would have been dead. Like thankfully, no one was on the mountain. <laughs> but it's like in the it's like at like two in the morning. Like there was a huge shift. And a, a bunch of basically ice fall, right? Ice fall, yeah. It was so it's like if you're standing there, imagine the entire ground under your feet just sliding away. So it was like this, and came down, and like it, it basically, if if you'd have been up there, you'd have been dead. Holy shit! And and when we were going to go, how do they gauge stuff like that? Are it, there seismic like no you, sensors? You don't know, you know. So all you can know is if you go later in the summer, that's more likely to happen because it's oh, just because it, yeah, yeah, it's so melting. That's, and that's when we were going to go, so oh, it's just Jesus never yeah. But um, so that was kind of we we're, were gonna try to do it this year, uh, that year and stuff like that. So yeah, but no, we went on this hike and yeah, it was, you know, it was cool though. 
But it was definitely one of the best hikes I've ever done. Have you done the Grand Canyon? I've done the Grand Canyon. I've done Zion. I've done Yellowstone. I mean, pretty much everything. Like in the Enchantments, I would say is probably the the most beautiful hike that you could do. What what state does it start in? Or what state it's is it? It's in Washington. It's in Washington. Yeah. But people mind. think the Enchantments. Or no, I'm sorry. They think of the Cascades and they think of like Mount Baker. They think of Mount Rainier. They think of Mount Adams. They think yeah, of all yeah, these yeah. big, huge mountains. And it's right. And there's these national forests around them that are beautiful, but. But there's this chain of like little mountains in the Cascades where it's just like there's mountain lakes and it's fucking amazing. So, have you been to Canada yet? I've been to Banff National Park. I've been to the East Coast. East Coast, okay. Yeah, so I went to um, God, I can't think of what national park it's called up there. It's outside of Montreal. Though. I went to the national okay. park up there and stuff, and I went in the dead of winter, so it was like it, it just you it can't was even, brutal. Yeah, I went like, to Montreal and Canada, uh, Montreal and Quebec. Um, I've been to Toronto before, but we did that. But when I went to Banff, that's actually where the most beautiful... That's the Canadian Rockies, and okay. it's fucking awesome. You've been to Banff, right? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been to Banff. I went there like last summer or the summer before. I lost track. But yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. They're not as high as the, the Colorado Rockies, but they feel like they're a little more prominent. It's yeah, just, it's I, just, I, I would say gorgeous. that too. I would say if, like, if you think the Rockies are cool in Colorado, you should see them in Canada, like in Banff, because it's just like... Mm-hmm. It's wild because it, what's weird about Banff is that like I'm used to national parks where uh, there's like, for lack of a better term, there's a gate and there's like a ranger station and you're like, hey, I want to go in the park. And then you pay your fee or you show your card and then you go into the park. Uh, the way it works there is Banff is actually a town and that's inside the park. So if you want to go into town, you actually have to enter the park and a highway actually goes through the entire thing. So you can actually oh, right. say like... Huh. Like, they, I'm like, no, I'm through traffic. So then they'll put you to the right and you're supposed to go through. And if you park, they're going to get you because you don't have a permit on your car. So it's odd. You you have to pay to get into the town. And then from the town, you go off to all the different trailheads. Because that's like, I've been to Rocky Mountain National Park. And you, I forget the name of the, the town at the Estes bottom. Park. of Estes Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've st- I've, we stayed in Estes Park before we, we hiked up a good part of the Rockies. every winter. Do you really? Yeah, did you know? That? I didn't know you went out there. So where did you stay in Estes Park? Um... I don't know some fucking Best Western. <laughs> like, we didn't camp. Do you, do do I strike you as a camper? I'm staying in fucking heated. Like, no, so Stacey's cousin. Some best um, Western. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you go on a horseback ride? No, we we hiked. I, I can show you pictures. I, you I, I, I did like legit. So like I did. So wait, people. Okay, so wait, you did? You went to Bear Lake. I I don't even know, man. Like you, so, you're stay, useless. I'm man. terrible. <laughs> like I I've got pictures. But we went to, um, Stacey's cousin moved to, uh, Denver a couple of years ago and we met, we on our, you know, pre Connor trips, which were fun. Um, we went out to Estes park we, or we went to Denver and stayed there for like three or four days. Then we drove to, to Estes park and stayed there for a couple of days and met her cousin there. And he took us on a hike through the, whatever it is in Rocky mountain national park. I'm terrible. I, I think, guess, I'm guessing you went to Emerald Lake. That's what I'm guessing you went to. I don't know. We went fucking far. It was, it was, Knowing you, you probably went. That, you thought it was far. I'm guessing you went. At, at the end of it, there was like. It was, uh, like, six, uh, it was like six hours. I don't know. It was, oh, it was, six hours? Okay. That, well, we maybe. Went, we, okay. We went way past like your fucking soccer mom. I know okay. That. Did you go up a mountain or did you go up a valley? I don't fuck. How do you tell? Oh my God. If you're on top of it, you don't know how, what it feels like to be on top of a mountain. If you're on top of the mountain, you can look down into a valley. If you're in a valley, you look up at, to the, at the mountain. I, did you get I, on I top did, of something? We, we were pretty high up there. 
Okay. I just remember. God damn, dude. All right, you're going to have to show me pictures because this I, is embarrassing. I'll show you pictures. I, I remember there were definitely like, there was a lake wherever the hell we were and we were way high up there. And I was like, man, this is like, this is some crazy looking shit right here. I'm like, this is stuff that you see in movies. I remember that. I don't remember people looking at me like I had three heads. I actually did them in five fingers too. So I did them in, because I don't own like clothes. I've seen your 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 Grand Canyon picture when you were yeah, man. Vibram, five from five fingers. Did it in five fingers. People look, I've, I've done a Grand Canyon in five That's five what I'm talking about. I, I, well, I wore different ones for my Rocky Mountain hike. <laughs> I have the uh, the ones with treads on them and stuff. And like, I actually, I, I, would it, I did it in all grappling gear. I wore spats. A rash oh guard. <laughs> I don't. I don't own athletic clothes. All my only athletic clothes is all jujitsu gear. That's so, so I'm like trudging through like knee deep snow in like five wait, fingers. Wait, 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 and wait, you were up in the in the Rockies when there was snow there. It was in like March. Oh, okay. Well, now I really want to see pictures. I'm kind of curious now what you did. I don't know. I mean, dude, like Matt took me somewhere and I followed him. And I wanted to walk out in the lake and Stacey's like, you're not fucking walking out in the middle of that lake in the middle of March. Oh, no, that would have been fine, man. You would have been, no. At, at, at altitude, that stuff stays frozen for a long time. Yeah, no, you'd be fine on that. You just look down, look at the thickness of the ice. I feel like, yeah, you need to show me pictures. I want to I I wanna wanna validate this. There was definitely a point at which, like, People who are like fat, like homebodies, had to turn around. And Stacy and I, and her cousin, and her his fiance, we kept going. And then like a storm rolled in out of nowhere, and if we got fucking rained on, it was it was terrible. So, see, like, I like the idea of hiking, but the actual practice of it, I'm like, Chris is the kind of guy who's like, you know, you know what I did today? I put on Planet Earth and I watched yeah, a couple episodes. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that was enough exposure for me. We, we, we call it, um, Stacy and I call it like we like the we like the idea of nature, right? But it's like, if we were to ever go camping, which I've never camped in my life, You've I never would do, slept in a camping. You know I've you? never slept in a tent in my life. I dude, have you ever walked barefoot on the ground outside? I mean, I do all the time. If I'm not at work, I'm like barefoot. No, no, outside. What does outside mean? Like on grass. No, that's gross. See, that, they, like, they, there you go, man. That's, not, <laughs> I, no, no, that's, that's you're, you're dirty, man. Like, I ain't doing that. Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. When I grew up out in the countryside, man, I, you'd, I, you, know, you know how I get a bee sting is because I was barefoot. And you step on a flower and there's a bee there and that's how you got a bee stung. You know, you, you were out barefoot all the time. Nah, man. I, I won't walk barefoot in my own yard. Okay, see, now you have a problem. You, you, you're, you're beyond city slicker, man. No, nah, <laughs> man, like, it's like, it, it's, no, I'm not doing it. Like, it's, and it's funny is because, like, I let people sweat into my eyeballs here, right? Exactly. But, like, it, it, but like dirt, oh. You got to let Connor, okay, so you better let Connor, he better have permission from Uncle Noah to play outside barefoot. I know, I know. It's like the, it, it builds your like gut biome. I get it, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not talking about the whole that, gut. Is that why you want him to do that? Because, like, because, he, because there's nothing wrong with, it, with touching, touching grass. Like, your son should not be afraid of grass. It's disgusting. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's definitely not going. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, so this is 16. I went to the Garden of the Gods. All right, I know where that is. That's he's showing me photos right Colorado. now. Okay, this is, this is where we went. Okay. Like, this is in... Oh, look at you. Look at his face. He's wearing a Spider-Man rash guard in this. 
Okay, so yeah, that that's that's you're on the way to Am Emerald Lake. Is that a pussy valley or is that a mountain? Yeah, this that's is a, the this is the beginner valley. You're a dream oh, lake. Valley. You're you're a dream lake. How, how do you recognize that from that photo? Because I recognize that that's Mount Hallett right there. I've I've done this like over a dozen times. We went fucking far, dude. Let me don't <laughs> give me some credit, man. Like, come on. Like, you don't want to walk outside in bare feet. You suck. Okay, so we went, yes, <laughs> and so by the way, you walk into the fucking bathroom here barefoot, and and that's not gross to you. No, because I can no. Just, I can just rinse it off. I know, you can rinse. <laughs> I know that that's disinfected every night. Oh my. People, okay, people freak out about the bathroom thing. Let me, let me, let me give you a thing. Yeah, okay. Mark Peace will be all over your ass. Okay, so like, here's the thing, is right. Yes, I'm a black belt. I've been doing this for 15 years at this point. I still walk into the bathrooms barefoot, and I'm sorry if I do. I, you know, it, but here's the thing: is people aren't actively urinating on the floors, right? Are they? No, like. People, nobody's, nobody's like, not. I hope, nobody's I hope, taking. Uh, first of all, I hope none of you are peeing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 nobody's actively taking anything like those like floor. stickers to the bowl so yes. people can aim like the urinals at bars. That's as far as we're going. Okay, so you got yeah, you got to Emerald Lake. I was exactly right. Oh, I'm, it, that's Emerald Lake. How do you know that took Emerald you Lake? six hours? I don't know. I'm just, that's a I, that's I, a three mile round trip hike right there with very little. It's about it's seven hundred elevation gain. That's it. How do you know that's Emerald Lake? You're looking at a picture of ice. Dude, I know it's Emerald Lake. I've been there. I can show you pictures from there. It was cool as shit. Though. No, it is. It's beautiful. Hey, I'm not, I'm, am I in a mountain or am I in a valley? No, it, give me a, you're, in a va- you're in a valley. Are you, am I, are you serious? Yeah, the mountain would be if you were on top. Well, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not climbing. I'm hiking. <laughs> and I, I didn't, it didn't take me six hours. It probably took us like three or four. Okay, that I mean, you definitely are taking your time. No, it's no, not no, only, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, so, Paul, what are like your... I'm stopping and taking a billion photos. No, I know. Yeah. Well, I can like, see that. So, this... this No, you can't feed those. Those guys will go into your packs and stuff. People always oh, feed them. I fucked up then. Sorry. Oh, I, I don't want I don't want to hike with you. You're going to do all the stuff I hate. You're going to be slow. You're going to be feeding the wildlife, making them aggressive to humans, which oh, is not... Give me a break. One Twix is not going to hurt a fucking... Dude, dog. when they jump in your bag and they jump on your shoulders, do you think you're going to... Okay, if you don't like grasshoppers, imagine a squirrel hopping on your yeah, shoulder. Okay, so there's a... Okay, let's... Hang on. Like, there's definitely a hierarchy of animals here, right? Like, <laughs> like a chipmunk is a mammal. It has a mammalian brain. It's not operating on, like, fucking, like, just its nervous system and instinct. They also transmit rabies. I, I mean, they're not biting me. So it's fine. But oh, a grasshopper. They will if they think you have your food source. But grasshoppers are the, these disgusting little bugs that they, they don't even have a fucking endoskeleton, dude. They're like so far down the chain of like evolution. Like they just, oh, they're All disgusting. Right, let's, let's, you're derailing everything here. Um, God almighty, Chris. I, I, I don't know what to think about you right now, what honestly. Do you mean? Your lack of like empathy towards nature and. What do you mean? and I'm hiking in. I'm, I'm, I'm being one with nature. All right. Beyond. So th- this year threw us a wrench in terms of the hiking season, Paul, because obviously um, areas are. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Go oh, God. Um, what are your some of the upcoming expeditions that you. Obviously, we don't have a timetable now because of things, but. What are some of the expeditions you want to do both? I know you want to take some people up. Uh, we've talked about doing Rainier. That's something I definitely want to do. Um, so what are some of the expeditions you want to do with groups? Some of the ones you personally want so, to do? Like, on a, like, so or off the bat, I wanted to just get out there in May at some point. What month, Is this May already, right? It's almost May. <laughs> okay, so we're not. Yeah, so, Couple of the, so I, like I wanted days. to get out there at least in May to do 
to, to do some training, to get in the snow and do some training on, on Hood and Adams. Um, I don't care which one. And then I want to lead at least two other people um, up near this summer. That was kind of my goals for the year. Um, maybe Mount Baker. Mount Baker is a smaller mountain, but it's a technical climb. You have to rope in. So it is a, it's a more dangerous climb than um, – than hood or adams but it's um a more technical climb but it's not as big it's not as strenuous but it's a more technical climb so but um that was kind of my goals for this year so i did want to do at least three climbs this year i did have a, a goal to so i was going to go out and i wanted to climb something myself um which i still might if they open the shit up tomorrow i'm on a plane the next day so i'm checking <laughs> i'm checking every day so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i do want to like so i think that would be that's kind of something too i've never actually climbed a mountain myself and i want to do it when like now when it's not as busy and stuff like that i like to get up there you know i know it's a little more you shouldn't climb by yourself but that's kind of the reason why i want to try it um i almost exclusively climb by myself yeah that's well the, that's yeah the well, weird. yeah so so i mean i've, I've hiked by myself but i've never actually gone up a mountain because because that day that we've got caught in some of those storms if i was by myself that could have been really really bad you know like um so that's that's what i'm more worried about you know um but Chris so, is, is 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 wiping. Whoever's defense wipes these are. Thank you. <laughs> He's Clark's wiping his feet now. Oh god, you could have worn shoes. That would have been easier. Yeah. So, and then um, I we we did have a a trip planned in June, but who knows if that's going to go through to bring up some new people. Are, those clo- are the parks like that closed right now? They're all closed. I'd have been gone already. I'd have been out there right now. Oh really? You think? Right. Yeah, I think I'd, I would have been fucking. No, the parks are closed. Yeah, my dogs wouldn't have been shitting on the trails here. I would have been out of like. Yeah. Why would they close? Like, you're how much better social isolation is there than literally it, wandering around the world? Honestly, it's really not. No, I agree. I I, I disagree with the fact that they closed the parks. Yeah. I, I don't. No, see even it. here, like if when you go to um, we were me and Dennis went to Oviedo the other day, and like they get they got the parking lots closed and some of the 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 local in Oviedo have some of like you know econ little econ park has the parking lot closed we have to park down the street and walk up you know like and sneak in you know you're not like you're not i know it's stupid you're not on top of people so no, i agree matter, I, right? I agree but but no but i guess like i mean these are i mean like like i said mount hood mount adams these are like there's about five mountains if you want to do glacier climbing in america that you can climb so if you go out there in peak season, I guess there could be you know tons of people out there and shit. So, but you're still not going to be on top of anybody. You no, know? and that's the you're, thing. You're like, still going to be social distancing. The, the thing, so. I, the thing I, I got to remind myself though is that when a lot of people go to a national park, let's say they go out to Moab, like, and they go to a park like Arches, a lot of people do experience national parks from their car. So they end up just driving around. They go to the lookout points. They get out. They take photos. They go into the gift shop. So. Even still, even those people, well, I would argue are probably going to be socially distancing anyway because you're outside and stuff. They do tend to congregate like they want to go into visitor centers and stuff. Now, my, my expectation is you don't have to have park personnel even there. Like you might have a ranger like patrolling or something, but you don't have to have the, the gift shop open. You don't have to have any of that yeah, stuff. That's Just what it, don't put a gate in front of the thing. Let people go no, in. But I've, I've looked and stuff and like they, they like, you know, right now they're not letting anybody up. And I like... I, 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 for the most part, I'd say 99% of the time, I adhere to the rules of what they do. You know, I don't necessarily like, so if they're saying, you know, it's closed and don't go up, I don't go up. You know, sometimes we'll like, fuck it, you know, like back in the day, you know, like, um, and, and there's times even now I've thought about it, you know. Well, it's different. Like I said, like if I were living, if I were still living out in Colorado, I would go, but you have to get on a, on a plane. You have to invest yeah, time. Like, like you don't want to go on a plane and have any chance that they might. 
No, but like like I said, there's like I've I've tried a million times to get the. I, I've tried to get the lottery. I've and then I've tried to get it when I was there, to get the the permit to climb Half Dome. I've been to Yosemite so many times. I've never been up Half Dome. I've never got the lottery, and I've when I've gotten there, I've tried every morning. I've gone there because they give out so many per day. The day of, and I've never gotten it, and I'm like, fuck, man. So I've like, I, and I try to adhere to all their rules. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking Northern California. I live in Florida. I want to go up. Like I've been here so many times. Like, this is the one hike I've never done in Yosemite is Half Dome, and um, like one day I'm just gonna try to do it. And if I get caught, I'm like, so, yo, if I, I, but I don't want to be. I don't see a problem with that though, right? Yeah, no, like, but, but, but 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 I get the, the reason why they only let so many people up is because they're trying to preserve it for future generations, and I agree with that. You know, I agree with like they only want. So they only want 150 people. They only want 200, right, yeah. a day, a day, not like oh, really? a day. Okay. Yeah, not a year. But they, that's, I mean, they, you know, I think Half Dome is 300 people a day they allow. That's a lot, but that's how popular it is. And I've tried a million times to get a permit to climb Half Dome. So maybe uh, even for the national parks, maybe it is a good thing that they're just, just let, let nature well, no, kind of re- no, no, right? no, like, like, recuperate. Like, yeah. No, but Google it, Google it. I, I saw a thing yesterday about the bears in, Yos- in, Yo- in Yosemite are going crazy right now. They are because you know if you've been to Yosemite Valley, it's fucking it's like Disneyland. Yeah, there's just yeah, cars everywhere. Yeah, it's, just, right? it's yeah, fucking like, Disneyland. Like you, you know, that's one of the most beautiful places in the world is Yosemite Valley. Um, but it's like Disneyland by 10 a.m. So if you want to experience it, get there early or like right, get yeah. there, go in off season, go in the winter. It's it's beautiful. But if you if you're in there in the middle of summer. By 10 a.m., it looks like you're in a fucking line. Like you can't even. You're going five miles an hour driving through the valley. It's it's brutal. So right now, though, because it's closed, the bears are running. Like they are talking <laughs> about. They are like, I mean, they're living it up. There, you see nature everywhere in the thing because it's been closed for. Like, maybe this is what. I was, okay, so on a yes. meta level, maybe this is what nature needed. Back, yes, no, right? I, like we've, just we've talked about. We've had that. I don't know if yeah. we have talked on the podcast. But like this the is, dolphins the, and stuff. Yeah, yeah like this is like the Gaia. Pre, if you want to believe in the Gaia yeah, principle, it's like they, <laughs> the Gaia put, pumped out some COVID. To, yeah, man, to, that dude needed <laughs> that bat, and you just needed the humans to chill the fuck no, out. No, I literally for a saw bit. a thing yesterday on um. The, like the bears like they're just like like they're coming out everybody like there's so much nature in the in Yellowstone Valley which is probably the most where they should be you know but because humans are there yeah they're like yeah like just and, 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 you know so they you know they try not to let so many people there but like so that's why I said I tried to adhere to the rules and stuff like that have but you you've camped on the side just to try to sneak in before like I think I've, you did it last year, right? I've carved camp yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no I've, I've instead of because when you drive into Yosemite it's it's so let me rephrase. When you get into Yosemite, it's about probably 15, 20 miles till you get to Yosemite Valley. So that's where you want to be as Yosemite Valley. So instead of going all the way out the park, um, I've driven out like five miles and tried to find a place to sleep and like car camp and shit, you know. And um, it's been successful. If you try to car camp in the valley, you'll get caught every okay, time. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that's where... It's just, it's so popular. The Rangers, it's just like, you know, so... But I've I've gotten pretty far out and like not far out, but I've had I've didn't go out of the park, which is like twenty miles, and you don't want to go. That's the problem. You don't want to drive twenty miles out of the park and and then have to come back twenty miles into the park the next day because you're going to start a hike at six in the morning, right? Because shit like that. So, and it's impossible to get a place to stay in the park. It's impossible to get a campsite in the park because if you don't book it a year in advance, you just can't get it. So, so and you're like sleeping in a tent. I'm sleeping in a car half the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even pull my no. Like so, so if if I go out to California, I'll rent a like when I get to the airport, I'll rent an SUV, 
um, and I'll put the seats down in the back and I'll put my air mattress, I'll put my sleeping pad from my camping bag and that I normally put out and I'll put it in the back seat and I'll sleep in that. And, and if you've ever been in Yosemite Valley and, and even in the middle of the summer, it's like 55, 60 degrees. It's perfect. You, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's you can, you nice. can sleep. In yeah, there. you just got to find a place to sleep. You know, so um, like that. If you don't have, a, you know, like I said, so if you're just trying to get out there and get on the trail, you know, so. Um, but that that's what I mean. So I try to adhere to the rules. So this year, like like what Noah was saying, I, I did want to go. I did want to do a solo climb. I've never mountaineered solo. I've hiked solo, but I've never mountaineered solo. And then that's got to be pretty scary. That's well. That's that's, that's what I want to do. Right? Like, I, I, I want to do that. Be... I want to do a solo mountaineering climb and then i um i want to bring some people up and like let them experience it because i i do swear by this shit i do think it would help if you need something in your life man like if you want to do something cool and epic like i'm telling you whether you make it or not you will fucking you will it's it's a different feeling once you get above when you get up there and shit and if you make some it i can't yeah, yeah if you've been up there you know if you know you know you know like the everyone i've ever brought was like man this that shit is amazing you know um even if they were struggling the whole way up and 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 you know they're like that's something they 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 remember and stuff like that so and then obviously like i was saying earlier i want to lead a team up or near that's that's really the main thing you know so um i want to be able to put people on a rope you know and 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 say you know so that's that's those those are my climbing goals for the year but we'll see you know like so can i get there in a year chris vu up oh, Marinier. I'm not. I, I would veto you if I were on the team. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. there are no the, grasshoppers, man. All the bullshit you just said. No bullshit. You're gonna be the guy who's whining the entire time. You'd be worse than Jamie. Like, so when you, when you when you like say when you're climbing some of the other mountains and you know it's not a big deal if someone goes slower. It's not a big deal. When you were on a rope team, it's very important that you guys are all on the same pace and the same pace. <laughs> You have to be. You have to. You have. You have certain time frames. You have. You so. So it's it's very important. That's why like Mount Rainier is a different beast. That's why like I would never bring like. You know, I'd be like man, you 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 have to know like because this is a waste of time. You know, we're not going right, to make right. it. Yeah, you know, you're just not. You know, so so. Oh, you have to keep it. Like, is it like? You're leaving at a certain time. You, you have, have to be, to be here, here by a certain, certain point. You have to be here at a certain point. Yes, and that's where like so on some of the other ones there there is that guideline, but it's not as important. When you're on a rope team and you're 20 feet apart, you have to stay 20 feet apart the whole time. If if you fall to 22 feet for 30 seconds, you're like fucking getting pulled, oh, yeah, and you're yeah. pulling him, and now you guys are fighting each other. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's like it's it's you know. Is that how far apart you are? 20 feet. Sometimes, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, like that seems like an awful far distance to try to be able to communicate with each other with wind and shit blowing and like. Well, that's if you're on a rope. Oh, that's it. Okay. If you're not on a rope, then you don't have. But he, he he's talking in the context of being roped up. If you're I'm not roped up, a, you'll if, be. I'm talking you, if you're roped in together. You know? No, so there's sometimes like when we did Mount Hood recently, like when Victor's like, sometimes Victor was fucking way up there. I mean, Victor was. Or like, you could like, be walking next to the person having a conversation. Yeah, you could be they, next to him. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you weren't roped into each other. Yeah, the reason why you're like when you're roped in, you have to stay a certain distance apart because if they fall through a crevasse. You have to be able to self arrest. Oh, like you, you have yeah, to be yeah. able to catch him. If you're right next to him, you're both going in. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. So you have. I to, guess these are things you got to consider. When yeah, you don't know yeah. What the no, fuck you're like doing. That, that's why you have to like you. You're, you're basically you're alone. You know, you're like you can't have a conversation. They're fucking way up there, <laughs> and like, the guy behind you is twenty feet behind you. So if, if you're the like people, the two people in front of you could walk over this crevasse and this snow bridge, and then you could be the third one. Boop. So hopefully someone can. Like, 
So you have to be the guy that, so, you know, so you might be the one that goes through. That's quite a big responsibility, Paul. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge responsibility. Like, all right, so who's your team? Who are you bringing? Well, we don't we we don't know like yeah, people yeah. talk a big game yeah no I, I don't even know who like you said that's what I'm saying I want to see like that. Eric said he wants to go but I don't know he's never we've kind of has said, he left Florida that's the thing like he's threatening damn Eric stuff. we don't know yeah so that's the thing Eric Bate pretty much is like if he doesn't go this time he's he's not getting an invite he's he's perma banned yeah. he's banned so Eric Eric's the guy we want to we want to bring up Mount Adams to see how he does you know we'll we'll see if he gets to Mount Adams is that stuff. is that like it's white it's, belt you can do it as a white belt. You can do it as a white belt, but it's still going to be very hard. Okay. Yeah, if you if you so that's the prerequisite. If you can make it up, Adams, you know, because you still have to put crampons on. You have to have an ice axe. You're going to climb the twelve. It's it's a you know you're going to start in the tree line around four or five, and you're going to get up to twelve. You know, like you're going to camp on the mountain. You're going to sleep on snow and ice. So it's a good. You're going to see how you you know like you know (laughs) (laughs) sleeping on ice. I'm gonna wake you up at two in the morning. I'm like, let's go. We got to be on the trail by three. We got to be at Summit by eight. You know, like it's it's a good it's a good place to see where you, where you're at and stuff like that. You know, we okay. we, we want to watch. We want to. It's want, a good field test. Yeah, we want to be on Summit. Yeah, and that's and if and like I said, you're and if you don't make it, it's not a big deal. You're not slowing in, but everyone else can keep going because you're not on a rope. That's the other problem. If you're on a rope and someone can't make it, you all have to go down on the yeah, rope. Yeah, that sucks because you can't go down by yourself. You can't go down by yourself because you maybe you may fall. The <laughs> right. That's why I said like that's that's why it's very important. Like on Mount Adams, they're like, okay, I don't, feel, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not going to make it. All right, well, fucking go back down. You don't you don't need anybody to go down with Eric, you, Eric. Know? You're getting called out, bro. Can you do it? <laughs> Are you going to do it? You done with your beard shit and go on a hike with these guys? <laughs> so well, we'll see, man. That's that's why he's like parking lot workouts, right? Like he's mm-hmm. getting ready for you. Hopefully, guys. that's why he's doing his crossfit. Yeah, he's got the bane mask. And yeah, he's, wad, he's wadding. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a. It'll be a. It'll be interesting, man. There's going to be a lot of when this stuff opens up. Whenever it does open up, there's going to be a lot of like a lot of decisions and planning made for sure on a lot of. And, and honestly, if you ever want to do it. Like when shit almost back up, it's going to be the time, you know. It'll be quieter. It'll be more pristine. Quieter, pristine. It's cheap right now. Like plane tickets to out west. I looked yesterday and they were still two hundred twelve bucks. Usually to go out west in the summer is like five hundred. It's still less than you know. So if you wanted to fly to Portland or Seattle, and, and like a good flight, not you know, like yeah, a, and, and not like yeah. the one that goes to Oklahoma City yeah, and then yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And then no, literally like you, you, yeah, literally a great flight. For two hundred twelve bucks on like America, buy my JetBlue stock. Don't worry, <laughs> I'm I'm loading up. Don't worry. So yeah, you could you could still get out there, but this would be a good time. Like at least if you know. And that's our conversation, part one, with Paul Rodriguez. Come back next week, and you'll get the second part. We go right back into jujitsu and a lot of his past. So awesome conversation. We'll see you next week, everyone. Take care. <laughs>